You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Dr. Kinney Show. This week, I have with me Emily Redstone, who is an author and growth junkie. And I'm really excited for her to share her story and talk about her books and talk about some of the tips she has to replace busyness with being balanced so you can work better, faster, and smoother. So Emily, thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited. I'm really delighted to have the opportunity to meet Dr. Kinney. Really? All right. Yeah, you're welcome. So why don't we start off by, can you share your story? Like how did yeah. you write this book and what, what got you here? Great place to start. I think, you know, one of the things we humans all have in common is that there's periods of evolution and revolution where we're in the flow of life, we're heading downstream and we're not paddling upstream and it, it feels like the mojo's there and everything's good. And then we've got periods where it's like, ugh stuck, beating head against the wall, nothing's working, feel like hamster on treadmill and not sure why. And for me, the book Growth Junkies Unite was really a way to kind of unlock that feeling of feeling stuck in, in the moment of for where I was at that time. This was a couple of years ago. And so it was kind of my gift, not only to myself, but frankly, to others that go through this. And so, you know, my journey has just been one of a, kind of those periods of evolution or revolution, just like every human out there. And it's been on both the personal side and the business side. And so from the business side, I kind of came up through my career in corporate America and then found myself really frustrated at one of these junctures of of revolution where I, I knew I was ready for my next growth kick, but I wasn't sure what it was. And it was crazy because I was in the flow and I had my antenna up and opportunity happened to find me. And it was running a business in the Southwest. And going from literally kind of a, an individual contributor role in, in a Fortune 1000 company to literally running a business. And wow. it was so fun. And also one of those periods where you don't even know what you don't know. And yes. so, yeah, so I was that. And so luckily at that time, I was able to work with the team and get the business turned around. And then within about three years, transferred to the San Francisco Bay Area and bought in as third owner of a $50, $60 million office furniture dealership. And, you know, my two partners and I at that time kind of didn't want to go through what I just went through for three years, which was like beating your head against the wall, trying to figure out how to run the business and make it better. So we found a system, uh, a way of executing your business called EOS. And if your listeners aren't familiar, it's the Entrepreneurial Operating System and is really kind of a system of tools and principles put together very simply yet super sophisticated from a genius by the name of Gina Wickman. And so in less than two short years, we were quite literally turning, not only turning the business around for being what, what the founder wanted, which was the biggest. So we were, you know, the biggest up and down the West coast and all this kind of stuff to being best in class. And we couldn't have done that without the EOS journey that we were on. And so I've run a business without, and I've run a business with, 
And it was such a catalyzing time because we found that we were able to take a tired, outdated business model and turn it into something really innovative and invigorating. So it's basically the taking what you see in the retail sector of direct-to-consumer, like with the mattress industry, Casper, Tuft & Needle, or like Warby Parker, what they did with the, the glasses industry. They were such a disruptor, right? Such a disruptor. And so we've been applying those principles to our sector of the commercial real estate industry. And it's, it's so fun to see what we're capable of. And I couldn't have done that if I weren't kind of primed as a, what I call myself, a growth junkie, right? Yeah. Because you've got to be open to these challenges and opportunities. And I love like Mel Robbins. I don't know if you're familiar with her five second rule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love But it. it's like, you know, the lizard brain will talk you out of all these great innovative ideas. Oh, totally well. Out of fear, you know, out of feeling like, okay, well, you know, this is good enough, that paralyzing feeling. And so, you know, the fact that we've been kind of able to move through that and do something different and innovative is is really cool. And then because of that, I've been able to free up a lot of the day-to-day operational time because I'm really not involved in the day-to-day business anymore. And I've become an EOS implementer. So now I, I help other companies do what we were able to do. And it, the, the best part about it is that I have become such a better human being because of it. The EOS principles are really business-based and yet you can apply them to your personal life in so many ways. That's just where I was going. I was going to be like, I feel like I can see a lot of parallels. So much what you're doing with that business. You know, you can take that because we essentially all are the CEOs of our life, right? Or you run your household or you run whatever it is. You're getting those principles in your day-to-day life, correct? And there's a tool that I can offer your listeners for free called the Vision Traction Organizer that is something that you can apply if you're running a business or even if you're a solopreneur. And then there's the personal version of the Vision Traction Organizer. And basically, it's just a quick two-page strategic planning document that allows you to think big picture about who you are, what you want, both out of your business and your life, and then create the roadmap for how you're going to get there. And it's so simple and yet so effective. And I think that's something that, you know, people are looking for right now, especially in this weird phase of the pandemic where... It's unscripted. No one yeah. gave us a handbook. Yeah. We don't know what the heck we're doing. It is a crazy <laughs> time. Paralyzed with this feeling of busy. Yeah. Because we don't yeah. know. We're so off kilter. There's so much uncertainty out there. So, so in, in, you know, when I mentioned like with your tagline that, you know, you help people get from busy to balance. Is this how you get there? Is you ha- make sure you have a roadmap so that you're not just being busy. You actually are having like purposeful focused action that's getting you to where you want to go. Correct. There's a, there's a yes, there's a book by Tiffany Dufu that um is is called Drop the Ball. Mm-hmm. And I've adopted it and turned it into a bit of a workshop where it's it's drop the ball, do more of what matters. Because that's the thing. A lot of us need the power to focus mm-hmm. and know what to say no to. That's why yes. it's called drop the ball. Yeah. We <laughs> need permission to know what to say no to. And some of these tools that, that we have within the EOS uh, system are, are free. They're free to anyone out there. And yet they're so powerful because they give you this clarity of what you want so that you have a filter of what to say no to. Yeah. And that's to me where the balance comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really national. I was just thinking like, you know, I obviously run a business and when you're a business owner, you're constantly getting, people are marketing you stuff. Oh, you need this. You need this. You need this. I must say no 1,500 times a day to emails. Nope, I'm not interested. Nope, I'm not interested. Nope. 
And I, it's interesting. I find that sometimes in the entrepreneurial role, I'm talking about myself personally, I, I have an easier time saying no because I trust my, I really trust my business instinct. And I'm like, that's going to be good for my business. That's not going to be good. And I have, I have some colleagues that are similar, but then when you, sometimes you trade it over your, your personal life, I have a really hard time saying no in my personal life. So I'm like working on that, but I'm just sitting here thinking like, I need to apply that same mindset of like, I think about this. I'm like, is this going to be worth the money? No. Or and I think when you apply it to your personal life, is this going to be worth my energy? And I talk about this a lot on my show. Like I think, you know, our energy or chi or whatever it is, is kind of like our body's currency. It's like the money that we spend, right? So there is, it's a really good analogy to like, to look at like you're running your health or your body, like you would run a business. 100% agree with you. And I love that analogy of kind of this energy or chi kind of being this bank account, if you it, will. It is. It's exactly and if it you're making deposits, then you've got the energy to handle everything going on in your life. Yep. If there are withdrawals happening, those are the cues that you've got to look for. And yeah. there's another tool that I can give your listeners for free called the Delegate and Elevate tool. Awesome. It's so simple. It's literally on an axis where you look at what you love to do and are best at. And then you also look at the things that come across over the course of, say, a week or a month that drain your energy. Yeah. You know, especially the ones that I find for busy people, whether they're entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs of the home, whatever it is, they get stuck in the quadrant that is called don't like and good at. Because think about it. That's the thing where you get trapped. Yeah. You're good at it. So you're stuck doing it. But it becomes your energy. It. Yeah. Right. And those are the things we got to offshore fast. And yeah. there's ways to do that from birth yeah. assistance to. Yeah, to delegating it out, right? Hiring it out. But that's the whole point to the tool. It's a Dan Sullivan term from strategic coach, if you're not familiar. And he basically says, you know, get into that sweet spot of, he calls it your unique ability, what you love to do in our best at, because that's really where this flow state happens. This mm -hmm. is where you're getting in the flow of life. And it's like all of a sudden things get more fun. You have yeah. energy. And it's like, it feels more natural. You're not kind of have feeling like you're you know, the butterfly pushing the boulder up the hill. You know, again, I'm such a, a huge advocate of this kind of work right now because I feel like, you know, we're all kind of in this struggle. In a big fishbowl. <laughs> we're like swimming around. We don't know where to go. We don't know what that. And it's a weird time to be in because a lot of people, I, I had someone I was recording with earlier and she does live events and she's like, well, I'm not sure. Do I want to schedule that? You know? There's, there's a lot of unknowns still, even at this point in the pandemic, where people are, I think they're making decisions based off of, you know, fear, which and yes, is never the best place. Number. Yeah. It's never the best place to make a decision from. You want to be making decisions when you're in that flow state. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why I wrote the book, Growth Junkies Unite, was that it was something for me that I felt like I could get a grip, like mm -hmm. get a grip on my life. And so it was like a way of kind of pulling together all the things that I already knew, but kind of needed to remind myself about. Mm -hmm. Some of them are more on the self-care end of the spectrum. And some of them are like, check out how you're showing up. You know, there's some of this that you've got to take some personal responsibility. Yeah. Right. And then there's some of it where we also need to have some grace. And it's, we're at two ends of the stick. You know, we've got to make sure that we've got this balance from this two ends of the stick and that's kind of why I called it. I mean, if you think about the two ends of the stick analogy, you're either growing or dying. I'd rather be at the growth end of that stick. So yeah, you want to be a growth junkie. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'd rather be in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. This conversation we're having, Dr. Kimmy, you know, rather than feeling like life is kind of pulling me. 
Yeah. That's, I think, where the hamster on the treadmill part starts to come in is because, you know, we aren't feeling like we're in the driver's seat of what we want for our lives. So that's why that vision traction organizer is so powerful. So, so simple, yet so powerful to help you really feel like you're in that sweet spot. Yeah. So that you know where you're going, you know, the steps that you're going to, you know, that every action you're taking is getting you one step closer to your goal. Exactly. And that could be applied to, if you guys are listening, it could be applied to getting something done in your house, it could be applied to your career, it could also be applied to your health goals. You know, if you're like, hey, I want to lose X amount of weight, or I want to change my diet, or I want to start an exercise routine, I assume you probably use that tool in any of those areas of life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The powerful thing about it is also having an accountability partner. <laughs> yes, that is all it is. That is all it is. It's something I talk about on this show every time, whether that's someone that you're paying to help you through, whether it's a coach or a nutritionist or a business coach or whatever your goal is to have somebody holding you accountable. Because that's the piece we as humans, we, we need that. We sometimes need to make sure that we're making the next step. Some of us are super self-disciplined, but it, even I think the best of us still, you need someone to help to hold our hand in certain yeah. times, you know, well, especially we given that we can't see ourselves clearly half the time. You know, be exactly right. We can't see ourselves clearly. That's so totally That's true. why sports teams have coaches. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like, you, you got to have somebody climbing the tree to see if we're cutting a straight line or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great analogy, but that's definitely something I talk about in the book. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you don't have kind book. of a board of advisors or people that you trust that you can go to for not just advice, but holding the accountability mirror, mm-hmm. then you're going to stay frustrated longer, I think. You know, yeah. yes, there may be a point at which you finally hit the, the rock bottom point. But why go there? You know, why do you need to get to that? Don't you don't have to get to that. I mean, sometimes it makes for a good story, but you don't necessarily always have to get there. It is interesting, though, that some people need to get there in order to like ramp back up. You know, like some people like they they are not willing to get the help or to ask for the help that they need until they hit that rock bottom. But, you know, I guess it sounds like your message and I also have a similar message. Why get there when you could ask for help at any point in the journey and get someone to help you? help you a lot. Well, I'm, I'm a person that uh, struggles to ask for help. I think I, I love being independent and strong and feeling capable and all those sorts of things. And so there's a vulnerability aspect mm-hmm. that a lot of us have to overcome in asking for help. Yes. And yet that's what the unite part of my book is about. You know, that piece where, you know, that's why we're here on this planet is to help yeah. each other. That's the yeah. whole point. Oh, yeah. But it's tricky. And I think and I struggle with that piece as well. And I, I think I have a lot of colleagues and friends that when you are, if you are a high achieving woman and you're independent and you're getting shit done and you're like, that's your, that, that's totally. part of your identity, it totally. feels out of character to be like, hey, I need help. Right. It totally. feels, it, you have to practice it. Like I'm currently with my therapist practicing in little ways. Hey, I need help with this, you know, and not feeling like if I need help, that means that I still can't be a badass and do the things that I want to do, you know? And That's you know, this is this is why I always turn on Brene Brown. You know, listen to Brene Brown. She's like, it actually makes you more badass to be vulnerable and to ask totally. for help and to be strong, to feel strong in that. And whenever I get this day, I'm like, up. Oh, I need to go listen to Brene's podcast or reread her book. Oh, yeah. Her laugh. I mean, come on, like yeah. that laugh just it gets me every time. So she just puts me in the best place. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but just if you guys are listening and that you feel like you also are resonating with what we're talking about. A lot of us struggle with that vulnerability, asking for help piece, but that can be, it can be so rewarding when you do do it and you get help and you're like, oh, wow, this feels really good. Get supported. Yeah. I think the times in my life where I have opened up to that vulnerability, I've been so surprised and delighted at the amount of support 
and the feeling that that gives you, like it's that, remember, we were just talking about the bank account, right? Yeah. Well, this is Stephen Covey's version of the emotional bank account, (laughs) making deposits and withdrawals. And and when you feel the deposits coming in, it makes you want to go spread that back out. Yes. And you think about that force multiplier effect of what that can do with your community, not to get too, too grandiose here, but that's really what I feel like, you know, we need more of. Oh, totally. Really need more oh, of that. Yeah. We were just, that last, yeah, last week's episode, we were talking with uh, Paul Fishman, who is a self-love expert. And we were talking about how self-love, a lot of us think that it's selfish, but he's like, it's actually selfless because, you know, when you fill your bank account and you fill your cup up, then you are so much better prepared and equipped to help many others. But if you're pouring, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're in a position where you're helping others and we were having, a, you know, he helps works with clients and helps other people all day long. It's really important to take care of yourself or, or you won't show up as your best self. So totally agree with that. Yeah. It's yeah. like the analogy of flying on a plane and the, the flight attendant says you, you have to put yeah. your mask on yourself before assisting others. Yes. It's the same thing. And that's why, you know, literally like at one, at one whole section of the book is literally around this piece of you know, how to take care of yourself and that sort of yeah. thing. Because I do find it so important that we go through these periods of withdrawal and it, it can suck you in. It's like this downward spiral that yeah. you know, once it gets a hold, it wants to pull you and drag you further and further down. Yeah. And you've got to find a way within yourself just to cut that, to, to cut that cord. Well, it's, it's not, like if you're cycle. in a credit card, you know, I always am using that. I'm like, when you're in, I, I call it adrenal fatigue, when you're in a state where you've been burning the candle at both ends, and your bank account is low and you continue to make it, your body will allow you to spend money on a credit card. It will give you a line of credit. So you drink coffee, you take Adderall, you, you take stimulants or you're never pushed through, band-aid it. You will keep getting into more and more and more debt. And everyone knows this analogy because at some point everyone's had a situation where you've had to pay a bill or you've had credit card debt or whatever. But you know, it it takes that that come to Jesus moment where you gotta be like, all right, I gotta cut the credit cards up. I gotta stop spending and I need to create the roadmap, which sounds like your talking was about how to pay the debt back so that you can get back to be financially or energy in the green. Well, just for- like the downward spiral yeah. sucks you, yeah. as you start to do the work that you're saying, where, you know, if, if you have to hit your rock bottom or whatever that is, but whatever you do. So for me, it was writing the book, right? I was on a, a, a brutal fertility journey that was just really agonizing for years. And for me, this was a way of, it was also at a time of transition with, with my business and all these things kind of catalyzing at one time. And when you've got it happening on your personal side and on the business side, it can really take, take you down. Yeah. And so for me, the way of cutting that cycle of pulling and sucking me in was writing the book. And it just poured out of me in a period of like a couple of months. I mean, honestly, it wow. took the largest part was all the, the editing, all the the publishing elements of it. But you've got to find that catalyzing thing for you that will yeah. kind of short circuit. And it's a lot of brain patterning. I mean, a, a, a belief is just a thought that you continue to think. And we humans are the ones that that create these paralyzing thoughts in our brain. So you've got to start by recognizing that and then finding a way to short circuit that brain mapping that's happening. I mean, it's literally like the the synapses are connecting and then they're building these neural sheets over those patterns of thought that you're thinking. And so like Mel Robbins' five-second rule, you've got to find some sort of catalyst to stop thinking those negative thoughts, right? Yeah. There's got to be a way 
that you can start to turn that downward spiral into the upward spiral on that emotional guidance scale. And this is not easy, just for you guys listening. Oh, no. This is not something that happens overnight. No, you know, it's I, not a light I, switch. You, you can't know, take I, red pill, blue pill, and be in the matrix, and you're, you're yeah. done. It, I, I, wish, I wish there was a pill for like, hey, your, your negative spiral thoughts, they're going away. Here's some positive ones. But I will say the, the one tool that I find consistently helpful with that is a gratitude journal or a gratitude practice. Yeah. When you're in that downward, and, and but the trick to it is when you're in, specifically if you're in that really dark place about a specific topic, let's say it's about work or home life or whatever it is, you want to go general with the gratitude. You want to go, and I don't know if I've talked about this in the show, but if you listen to Abraham Hicks, or if you're into the I do. I love that phrase. Go check yeah. yeah. She talks about you want positive momentum in your thoughts. And typically the more happy thoughts you have, it'll breed more happy thoughts and you get going. If you're, let's say that you just got, lost your job and you're feeling really down about your career and you're going to have lots of negative thoughts about the career, negative thoughts, negative thoughts. A lot of old psychology, you know, the people will say, oh, well, just write down gratitude or have some positive affirmations about your career usually not a good idea because you're already in this downward momentum. So it's like, put the career stuff aside, think about something else in your life that's good, or or maybe just something that you like. Like you could just be like, I love puppies and just start to type about or write about or think about everything you love about puppies, or everything you love about chocolate or cupcakes or rainbows or unicorns if you're my dog, whatever. Whatever makes you happy that's not necessarily tied to anything in your yeah. current debt. And that will get that will like lift you out of the dark place. And then you can kind of go from there. If you it haven't listened works. to Abraham Hicks and you want to go check her out or them out, or it's, she's got some great stuff about the law of attraction. YouTube videos. I love yeah, great YouTube videos. Yeah, great YouTube videos that are like 10 to 15 minutes long, little snippets that people have put up. Highly recommend that. Yeah, I, I definitely love that work around kind of going general because it, I, I think, again, that's one key element that you bring up, Dr. Kenny, that can really help with short-circuiting the yes. lizard brain yeah. thoughts that we continue to think. We trap ourselves in that. Yeah. So definitely recommend that. That's such a good one. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So you're going to offer our listeners a couple of different tools. We yeah. can, we'll put those in the show notes and we'll send yep. those out, which is great. They can click and download yeah. those and and then... That's some freebies. So yeah. I have your key code to my book. Okay, so great. If anybody's interested in that, we can put that in the show notes. But it's great. growthjunkiesunite.com backslash VIP. Awesome. And you get a free toolkit with that, which is also pretty compelling because it's got my source material, kind of like a Reader's Digest, all distilled down. Great. So, you know, when you Google growth, you get a billion hits. Where do you even start on this this growth path, right? So yeah. what I'm trying to do is make it easy yeah. and accessible. And the book is such a quick read with lots of bullet points. And great. You know, it's totally written in my fast-paced style. So there you go. And then yeah. the other thing I'm offering is for for business owners or people that, you know, kind of need to take this a step further, I'm offering a 90-minute it's basically an intro workshop around EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system. Cool. And so, you know, your listeners can reach out to me and, and get that scheduled as well. So yeah, a good freebie. There. That sounds and awesome. Obviously the tools are free as well. So they can message yeah. me about those and I'll email them. Out. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Like I said, it sounds like it can be applied in lots of different areas. Like I'm a big fan of tools like that where it's like, oh, you can apply it in your career. You can apply it in your personal life. You can apply it in your relationships. It's great to have those little hacks that can help you just... That no. don't take a lot of time. Yeah, you know, it's yes. it's not something that you need to pour over. It's something iterative where you can come to it when you feel inspired, and then back off when you don't, and then you come back to it a couple of weeks later and see what's germinated with it. And I'm always delighted. I jokingly call it like the EOS God smiling down on me because when you kind of do the work and then you leave it alone, it's amazing what the subconscious brain takes over and takes care of. 
Yeah. And it's like when you have that antenna up, what starts to come into your opportunistic world will surprise and delight you. But if you don't do this kind of work, it can't happen. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of create that intention. Yeah. You got to start somewhere, right? You got to prime the pump. So this is what does that for you. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being on. This was a great conversation. Lots of good, lots of good tips, lots of good analogies, lots of good stuff. So we'll put all the things in the show notes that you mentioned. And do you, is there anywhere else people can go to find you? You mentioned your website for the blog. Yeah. I'm highly, highly Googleable. I'm I'm easily findable. The easiest way is to go to tractionforgrowth.com. That's my business website. Or you can go to my email. E-F as in Frank Ranson, and it's R-A-N as in Nancy, S-O-N as in Nancy E, at Gmail. That's it. Awesome. E-F Ranson at Gmail. And so, again, if you just put in my name in the Google search, you'll find me on LinkedIn or whatever, and you can reach out to me there. So Very cool. Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much for having us and listening. I'll see you guys next week. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Dr. King Show. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and a review. It supports me so much. Plus, I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.